Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Lava and welcome to the World in Sport from RNZ Pacific. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, the Fiji women's sevens team face a quick turnaround. Israel Folau's religious views divide Australian rugby, and five Pacific nations square off for a berth at the Netball World Cup. But first, the Commonwealth Games have concluded with the Pacific recording their best medal haul in 16 years. Weightlifting led the way with 11 medals while boxing, lawn bowls, athletics, rugby sevens and beach volleyball combined for another seven. Samoa was the region's top performer with two gold and three silver medals in weightlifting and boxing. Chef de Mission Nanette Sass says it's their biggest medal haul ever at a Commonwealth Games. It is um, a sense of pride for us, knowing that we're leading as far as Oceania is concerned. And for a small island country, it's punching above its weight. Out of 71 countries, we're doing not too bad. Um, weightlifting, a couple of gold medals there, a couple of silvers as well. Uh, that must be really where the strength is at the moment. At the moment, that's, that's definitely for sure. Weightlifting is the, the sport to pursue for us and support in Samoa. But we also um, recognise the fact that boxing has finally re-emerged again out of the ashes. And we are very keen to pursue and support the development of um, boxing again. Yeah, because that's a, a, a sport where you've won medals previously. I think it's the first since 2006 Commonwealth Games. You know, that's an exciting development. Someone like Arthur's only 19. And this really is part of and parcel of what SASNOC is looking at, the Samoa National Olympic Committee and CGA, is that there is now an opportunity where we, need to, we, can, we can develop and support the development of our athletes. And there's a lot that's in the pipeline for us. And this is just the start of our campaigns as far as I'm concerned as a CDM and having a general team manager like Matthew Weyer. We are pretty, pretty keen on, on um, developing sports, and we're being, well, we have a lot of support all the way up to the top for that. You look across your five medalists, um, you know, just to, to pick a few of them, I Star was 17 years old, Don Opilonga, 18 years old, uh, Ato here, 19 years old, so very young with, with you know, a, a lot in front of them. I mean, this is what we're, we're heading for. The desire is to help develop new fresh blood, and so seeing these young guys, and this is the reason why we've, exp- we've um, actually invested quite a lot into having a team like the medical team and our physios and what have you in place to help um, with these guys and their recovery and the welfare of our athletes. I think this has been absent for a long time and we're on the right track now. That's Team Samoa Shift Emission, Nanette Sass. Vanuatu's beach volleyball super mums hope their Commonwealth Games success can inspire other mothers to give sport a go. Milipata and Linlin Matuatu beat a team from Cyprus in last week's bronze medal playoff at Kulangata Beach to win Team Vanuatu's second medal of the Games. The bronze was all the more special for Milipata, who gave birth to a son in August and had eight-month-old Tommy watching on from the stands. Uh, yeah, we'll be excited and happy to win the bronze medal and uh, that's a 
Vesmetel or Pichwalapos and Panatu. What sort of pressure were you feeling coming into it? Because I know you'd come into these games hoping, wanting, expecting hopefully to win a medal. I think Vanuatu were expecting you to win a medal and Friana helped you out the other night by winning one first. Uh, did, you, did you feel pressure or was this just a normal match for you guys? Um, I think we don't feel any pressure with this game so um, we feel like normal and we look forward to for us I think we we don't we don't have any pressure and but we look forward to get a bronze medal. You two have been competing for a number of years uh, unlucky not to make it to Rio but you've been to Oceania champs you've been on the world tour where, where does this rank uh, in terms of your achievements uh, in international beach volleyball? Um, I think we do a lot of traveling We've been around the world for like for a long time. So for the Commonwealth Games, I think we miss on the Olympic. So for the Commonwealth Games, we do a lot of training and to get um, any medal we get. So and Miller, uh, obviously, uh, young Tommy in the uh, stands as well. It's been a, a long journey. How was how has that been uh, having to juggle on court, off court? Uh, yes, it's been challenging, but I'm really happy to have him with me. So, yeah, it's been it's been uh, entertaining me. So, yeah, not me, but the sport of us. So, it's really tough, but we managed to to get here and get a medal. So, really happy for him. And of course, you're both known as the Super Mums. That's what everyone's calling you here on the Gold Coast. So. <laughs> So, so, you know, the super mums have won a bronze medal. Does this show what women can do in sport? You know, you manage to juggle family, you manage to juggle uh, sport, and here you are with a bronze medal. That must be really satisfying. It's good for us because we got the baby, so good for women in Vanuatu because now they, like, they're not really coming on the sport, so I think why we get the medal here so I think the woman in Vanuatu now I think they think like I think we should uh, play sport <laughs> That's Vanuatu beach volleyball duo Linlin Matuatu and Miller Pata The Commonwealth Games ended on a disappointing note for Fiji Rugby The women's team missed out on a place in the semi-finals while the men were beaten in the gold medal match by New Zealand the Fijiana women's coach, Elisa Tanivula, has little time to reflect on what went wrong, with the Sevens team back in action this weekend in the latest World Series tournament in Japan. The plan was to get on the podium, we didn't get that, but uh, you know, proud of the way the girls have you know, performed, but a lot to work on as well. So you know, we've got Japan next week and uh, something you've got to look forward to, uh, uh, learn from our learnings and uh, improve from then on. Uh, you know, here at the Com Games, it's even more cutthroat than the World Series, isn't it? Because only that one team goes through to the semi-finals. So, uh, you know, it, it was always going to be a case of if you if you slipped up at any case, even against a top team, uh, you know, that was basically the middle chances gone. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, we went close against England uh, as a classic team. They were, they won that one. Then against with Australia last last night. Uh, you know, they, they're a champion side, well coached and a brilliant player. So they managed to put the pulled it through in the last second and you know uh, that's a learning from us and we just got to go go back home regroup and um, go hard next week. It's been a tough season so far in the first couple of World Series tournaments so uh, from where you started to where you're at now how, how do you feel things are at? Do you, do you feel this progress being made or? Yeah, definitely definitely. Uh, fitness wise there's a lot of uh, you know we've made a step forward uh, 
just getting some uh, injury stuff out of the way, which is always a concern. And uh, and then hopefully, you know, we assess our players after the common common games and uh, hopefully come strong again uh, next week in Japan. And uh, how, how is the team faring injury-wise? Because it's back-to-back, you head off to Japan almost immediately and you're, you're in action next weekend. Your captain couldn't play today. Uh, do you have many concerns injury-wise? Yeah, that's a scary part for us, mate. Um, you know, we're a minority spot back home. Um, we don't have a lot of uh, players that play rugby and the extended squad is not, you know, they're big and uh, and that's a scary part we've got. You, you know, we've got senior players, the, when they get in, some of them get injured. It's, the, the players coming in are not at the same level as they are in you know, rugby awareness and all those skill level and experience. But uh, and it's another opportunity bringing the, the younger girls in and to experience, uh, you know, playing at the World, at world Series. But, you know, injury-wise, I'm hoping it's not uh, that bad and uh, hopefully we'll take majority of this squad into Japan for next week. Is is it hard to develop those young players when you only have five tournaments on a World Series, you know, and obviously these events like Com Games or World Cup? Yeah, definitely. Uh, You know, know, we had six tournaments last year, now they're cutting back by one, so, you know, it's not consistent. Uh, We need more games to be playing and to develop the game uh, worldwide. And I guess, uh, you know, the more games we play... The more uh, the girls get better and uh, you know get knowledge of the game. And see Fiji women's sevens coach Eliasa Tanivula. Wallabies star Israel Folau says he offered to walk away from his contract if his religious views put Rugby Australia in an untenable position with sponsors and fans. Folau, who was an evangelical Christian, created a firestorm of controversy in Australia and rugby circles after writing on his Instagram page that gays would be condemned to hell if they failed to repent. Qantas said their sponsorship with Australian rugby would be reviewed if more such comments were made. The former Wallabies coach Alan Jones told John Campbell that Folau has every right to an opinion, even if he doesn't agree with it. I've defended him to the hilt. He's entitled to his view, and he's entitled to have to live with the consequences of those views. Now, if Qantas then want to sponsor a team, but it's conditional on everybody in the team agreeing with their view, then I'll tell you what, I'd be telling Qantas to get packing. Look, Rugby Australia have gotten a clue. It, it's it's a dysfunctional outfit. I don't know what they're about. This Raylene Castle's been appointed. It's the, her first big play is to call in Israel Folau. Well, and then the next big play was to race out and talk to the media. Then when she talked to the media, she didn't tell them what took place at the meeting. And Israel made it quite clear. He said, I'm not, not telling you what to do. I'm just saying that I won't be altering my views just to accommodate a sponsorship. And if that's uncomfortable for Rugby Australia, I'm prepared to go somewhere else. I mean, we are, I think we need courageous young people like this to stand up to this politically correct nonsense that you've got to, you've got to agree with what everybody else say, says. You can only say what other people allow you to say. And you're not allowed to have a different viewpoint, a controversial viewpoint. And every time you say something, someone's going to be wounded and injured. Look, it's time we all took a spoonful of cement and toughened up a bit. I mean, all sorts of things are said about all of us. Cop it. Get on with it. Stop playing the victim card. This stuff's gone too far. And here we've got a young footballer standing up to it. I don't know what it's got to do with rugby. Standing up to what, Alan? Sorry, I'm really confused what he's standing up to. What he said was that gay people would go to hell. In what way yeah. is that standing up for anything? He's entitled to a view. I mean, I don't agree with the view, and I've told him that. He's entitled to his view. What are we going to say? Israel. So, so hold on a sec. So I'm, I'm really interested. So he's entitled to his view until when? 
if his view was that he supported Adolf Hitler, to take it to an absurd extreme. But if his view was that he was a Nazi sympathiser... He is, is he? So at what stage do we draw a line in the sand and say, actually, your view is injurious and damaging? Where do we draw that line? Injurious and damaging to who? Most probably to himself. Come on, what world are we living in? If he wants to say the earth is flat, well, let him say the earth is flat. I mean, we've gone mad here, and people are intimidated from speaking up. And I'll give you a classic example of that. Who's intimidated, Who's intimidated from speaking up? You're not intimidated from speaking up. The people you deal with aren't intimidated from speaking up. No one's intimidated. Is anyone intimidated from speaking up? Intimidated. People are intimidated from speaking out. Now, at the opening ceremony of the Commonwealth Games, the news reports the following day were, what a wonderful spectacle. This was brilliant. This was the rest of it. Nothing about the Gold Coast, nothing about Queensland, nothing about Australia. It was a three you know, two-and-a-half-hour history of Indigenous Australia. So I went on air and I said, well, I just thought it was appalling. I mean, it didn't represent Australia. 3% of Australians are Indigenous. There are 97 other, 97% of others aren't. And it should have been representative of the Gold Coast and Australia. People are ringing me and saying, oh, thank God for you. I was terrified to say all that. That's exactly how I feel. And suddenly, 300,000 people on social media agreed with what I had said. But they weren't going to say it until I'd opened my mouth. We've reached the point where people are intimidated from speaking out. Now, if Israel wants to say these sorts of things and someone's injured, how the hell are they injured? I mean, people tell me every day to go to hell. And people say to me, I'm sure people say terrible things about you. They've said many terrible things. They've said many terrible things about me. But I... Yeah. I'm a, a well-paid... you take a spoonful yeah, of yeah, the no, 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 but hold, hold, no, but no one said I'm going to go to hell. I don't think anyone has said I'm going to go to hell because of my sexual orientation or because of choices I've oh, made. Oh, I, I don't know. And, 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 and I, this is a fascinating conversation. But, but what you are talking from, the position you're talking from, is a kind of normative occupation of uh, a whole lot of groups which don't get told they're going to hell. When was the last time someone looked at you and said, you're going to go to hell when you die? Oh, 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 how many times, you mean? Come on. What? I mean, tough. If they said it, toughen up, John. Hey, go and take a bit of cement and toughen up and stop playing this phony, injured person. Alan, I'm as tough as an old boot, but I'm not a 17-year-old boy. I'm not a 17-year-old boy living in small-town Australia, surrounded by people who say homophobic things all the time, wondering if I dare to come out. Well, hang on. Hang on. I think there is a general perception out there in the community that we don't care about people's sexuality or gender, and they hear that all the time. There are people standing up for that all the time, for the equality of their viewpoint, whether it's the way in which we accommodate them in schools, whether it's the bullying in schools. All All these people know that though there is nothing wrong with your stating your sexuality, what you are, nothing. Now, someone has said something entirely different. Well, me, I say, you're entitled to say that, let it go through the keeper, and you must live with the consequences of it, and he will live with the consequences of it. Just as if someone says, the earth is flat, you think, well, this bloke's a bit of a lunatic, but we don't, we don't tie ourselves in a knot over the whole thing. I mean, God, there's far more important things for rugby Australia to be talking about than this. They're broke. They can't win a game against the New Zealand Promise. And here they're buying into an argument with a player. And the player must confirm, what's next? Are we going to have a view about, you know, euthanasia? And if someone says, terrible thing to say, I think my mother should be allowed to die, give her a needle. Oh, you can't do that. We don't. We don't agree with mercy killing. What is it? Abortion. Okay. Well, let's have a let's have a universal 
opinion about abortion and a universal opinion about euthanasia. And you'll all have to toe the line here or else we don't want you in the team. This is rubbish and nonsense. That's the former Wallabies coach Alan Jones speaking to John Campbell. Five Pacific countries are competing in Auckland this week in the Oceania Regional Qualifier for the Netball World Cup. At 12th in the world, Fiji is the top-ranked team, followed by Samoa, the Cook Islands, Papua New Guinea and Tonga, who is unranked. The top two teams will qualify for next year's World Cup in England, and the Cook Islands coach Dale Wilson told Ben Robinson Drawbridge that her players will need to lift their game even higher. Three players in particular who have a reasonable amount of experience, Lucy Nicholas, who is the daughter of Margie Martanger, who was a former Silver Fern in Ashley Edo, and Eddie Short. So both of them have been in the national squad um, for a few years, Lucy for quite a long time, uh, but the rest of them are, are relatively new. You said some of them are playing in, in New Zealand and Australia, so I suppose that they have been exposed to quite a high level of competition in those countries. Well, it just depends. So the Australian, the two Australian players, um, one one's actually only 16, so she was in the um, Cook Islands under-21 team that went to Botswana, and uh, so we were unfortunate to lose a player from our Singapore team who was also only 16 and from Australia. So I have replaced Leah with Chantel. And, you know, she just sloshed into the squad quite nicely. So they're part of the Australian program here in Jasmine, uh, James, who's in Brisbane. So, yeah, they're exposed to a reasonable level, but certainly not the ANZ or the league beneath that. But there must be quite a few players in the squad from your successful Nations Cup campaign last year. Uh, There's eight. So, yeah, we went to Singapore in December and I've lost four players from that campaign, so I've had to to replace them. Oh, well, still the the bulk of them there had, had that experience and that must stand you in pretty good stead. Well, look, Singapore was a great competition. We went there with no expectations whatsoever, and we were exposed to different styles of netball. So we had the European style with with Ireland, and then we had um, the Asian style, and then with Singapore and Hong Kong, and of course then the African country as well. So, you know, it was a great experience for us, and you know, we'd had two camps in the space of you know a year. And because we can't train regularly like a normal team would, I, we do everything via pretty much email or social media. And, you know, they have to submit their training logs. We do training plans and then we have a camp and that's normally three or four days. So I think considering, you know, how we get together, then, yeah, we did very well. But this is another level. These world qualifiers are another level again. You know, we've got Fiji coming back from Commonwealth Games. So they would have been exposed to some fantastic netball. And then, you know, Samoa are ranked 15. And then PNG, who currently sit on the rankings just below us, but actually they've been, you know, they've been bordering on qualifying for Worlds for the last few years. So it's going to be a really tough competition. Yeah, and an entertaining one. As you say, that the teams all are all ranked quite closely together, but... Only the top two from the the five competing nations get to go through. So, you were the cooks. So you're third of of the five teams there. So, which nations are you targeting for for victories? I suppose all of them, really. 
I will be targeting all of them. Like Tonga hasn't got a ranking. And, you know, we didn't have a ranking when we went to Singapore. So, you, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not, we won't take any of them lightly. Every game will be a target. It's just, it's just how we go about doing that on the day. As you said, Fiji coming back from the Commonwealth Games, but they've had some injury there and, and they've had to play quite a lot of netball recently, so they, they could be tired. Well, yes, so, you know, that could be a benefit for us, but then at the same time, you know, they will they will arrive here. They've got a couple of days rest. Um, so you just don't know, but they've, you know, they have a, a different structure to what we have. So, you know, they get to see each other more regularly and and that will that's a real benefit for them. I mean, if I had that opportunity, thing, you know, we could be um, improving more and our connections would be stronger. But, I mean, you just, we just do what we can. That's the Cook Islands netball coach, Dale Wilson, and that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.